Blog Talk Radio. Hello and good afternoon to you. A good evening to my friends out there in New Zealand, to the Maori, to those out there in Australia. Thank you so much for tuning in, as always, to The Lion. I'm your host, David Matthew Brown. Uh, last week's show, we've been getting a lot of great responses on that as we talked about spirituality and sexuality. So that's always a hot topic and always fun. So thank you for your emails and suggestions and all that wonderful stuff. For those of you that are interested in my books, you can go to Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. The two books I wrote are called The Book of Light, The Heart Opening, and the second one is called 90 Days of Heat, Freedom Through Moksha, based on my own healing from my divorce. You can get that at Barnes & Noble in the Grove in person, or you can just go online and order that as well. So thank you again for tuning in. For those of you joining us for the first time, The Lion was originally called Inside Out. It's been on for a while. We're up to guest 555, which is amazing. And it's a simple, intentional show based on emphasizing the good either individuals are bringing to the planet or groups are bringing to the planet. So as always, if you have any suggestions of people that are doing some good work around the world, and you would like to have them on, feel free to have them contact me. And you can contact me on Facebook at David Matthew Brown, on Twitter at Love to Roar, and on Instagram at Love to Roar. But I'm excited about my guest today. He's a fellow that walks the walk and someone that I happen to know and I appreciate. And he's a wonderful human being on the planet not only does he act and write and produce, he's, he's also just a great overall person and dad. And so it's always good to have dads come on the show that are working out there, wherever they're working, whether it's Hollywood or whatever. Some of you may have seen my next guest, Any, on uh, Murder in the First. He was also in Straight Outta Compton. He did some great work as the police officer there. He's also made appearances in Beverly Hills 90210, The King and Queens. Uh, and his, his resume is just Amazing, Eight Simple Rules, and he also did some great charity work as well. We'll talk about that. So without further ado, I want to welcome Any Clemens to The Lion. Welcome, Any. Thank you, sir. Thank you, David. Appreciate you having me on. It's a pleasure to come on your show and talk to the good people around the world. So thanks for having me. Yeah, it made, it, it made me sound um, like I've actually accomplished a few things with that introduction. That's really, that's really good. <laughs> well, it's, that's better really than, cool. it's better than that post that I had up that I guess that said was. <laughs> yeah, as, as if I was deceased. Amy Clemens was a famous, uh, a talented actor. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's, it's, uh, it's a blessing to be on just uh, not so much to talk about what I've done, but to about the experiences I've had in, in hopes to uh, inspire someone else and just to share my story, um, to, to pay it forward, if you will, uh, for other people yeah. who may, may be interested in pursuing a career in acting or producing or writing or what have you. So Definitely. that's what I'm... How did that start for you? How did, that, how did you get into the arts? It started early for me. I'm from Chicago. I grew up on the south side of Chicago, and uh, I had a lot of energy as a, as a young man, uh, and it wasn't all positive. <laughs> so <laughs> my mom, um, she was, uh, you know, single mom, raising two boys on the south side of Chicago, and, um, you know, doing a good job, but basically 
you know, did her best to keep me out of trouble. I was in a lot of trouble in high school, and then I didn't really find my calling until uh, a friend of mine, Wood Harris, basically said, you should you should audition for the theater department at Northern Illinois. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not really as interested in being in the theater and, and, and talking funny and getting on stage. And, you know, I had no <laughs> idea what the concept, what the concept of acting was, but right. when he said that they could pay for my tuition, that was what interested me. Like, you know, I wouldn't have to really struggle and um, it was a possibility of getting a scholarship. So I, I kind of fell into it, um, by default, you know, I, I learned what a monologue was. I did uh, a contemporary and a classical monologue. That was the first time I had really studied Shakespeare or really had to really delve into the language of Shakespeare. And so I auditioned and I got a scholarship into the theater department there. Um, I was already I was already kind of playing around uh, in something that was called a Black Theater Workshop on campus, uh, BTW, which was kind of an unofficial theater troupe. So I was already kind of involved with that, and that was kind of mainly to pick up on chicks and be popular. So I wasn't really taking it seriously <laughs> until, I, <laughs> until I auditioned for the theater department. So that's where it started. And then I studied Meisner um, there uh, with Gene Teruso, who was my acting professor. Um, he's on Facebook. Everybody's on Facebook now. He's, uh, he, he studied directly under Sanford Meisner. And that was really the technique and the course that changed my life. You know, it was, it's very therapeutic. It delves into who you are. Um, it rips you apart. It rebuilds you. It, it teaches you to listen and respond. That's one of the things that actors don't really, some actors, some young actors don't know that that is a big part of, of acting is simply being a good listener, you know? Mm. So, the the fundamentals of Meisner is being in the moment and listening and responding. Um, and those things are at the very core of uh, being a better actor. And through the training, you learn how to be a better person. And I think for me personally, it helped me become a different uh, man and a, and a different human being. So, uh, that was that was the beginning of my journey, and then you know once I, I left so, it, that was a three year program. So Meisner kind of opened you up, right? Oh, uh, it changed my life for sure, hundred percent, hundred percent. It gave me direction. You know, at that time, I, I I probably wouldn't have found something in college that I really loved and would stick to, and probably wouldn't have finished school and. So, but it was very therapeutic. It opened me up. It, it 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 broke me down. The training is built to get into what it, how you really feel about things. That's kind of the, mm. the heart of the matter. So that when you're in a scene, it is really about how you feel in the moment. So if you really feel fear, you you're really feeling it. If you really feel joy, you're really feeling it. Or um, anxiety or anything that the scene demands it is not about pretending to feel that way it is about being in the moment and actually feeling that way and and Mm -hmm. each moment is different each moment is different every time you're on stage and every time you're in a scene so um it gets to the heart of the matter And, and a lot of people spend years of their life 
covering up how they really feel about things. That's what the world will tell you that you have to do, you know. Kids kids are very raw, and they tell you how they really feel. They're emotional. I have two daughters, as you know. Our daughters are really close. Um, they tell you how they feel. They cry. They laugh when they're sad. And then when you get older, you know, the world kind of tells you you have to put um, – you can't really show your emotion, especially as a man. And and my my experience, in particular, a young black man growing up in Chicago, you, you're not supposed to be emotional. You're not supposed to show things, you know, how you really feel about something. You're not supposed to express your feelings. And so all those things were buried deep, you know, how I really felt about my dad leaving my mom early on, beating her when she was – you know, domestic violence, the whole nine. I had a ton of things, anger inside. And a lot of a lot of black kids who grew up in my area at the time were dealing with the same issues, you know, a lot of anger, a lot of resentment, and you just bury it. and You don't really, you never deal with it. And so it comes out in negative ways, you know, and, and not everyone gets a chance to channel that and use it. And so I'm very blessed and fortunate that I was able to use it and find a way to release that through acting and the arts. Oh, that's powerful. What What is the difference between Meisner and the method? Are they the same? Well, it is a method. Meisner is a form of method acting, but, you know, like, unlike it's different than Stanislavski and it's different than um, – um, what's her name? She she she, she has a, a a specific method in in, in California that she teaches. Uh, I forget her name right now, but um, it's just a different oh, approach. It is it, it's Uta a Hagen? it's a uh, um it's not Uta Hagen. It's uh I'll 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 get it. It'll come to me in a second. Yeah. But it is a um. It's a form of of acting of, of method, but it's uh, a little bit more um, niche, and it's a very specific style that that Meisner took and adapted uh, on his own. And you you have a, a number of generations of of people who've studied Meisner and they've gone on to teach. Um, so it's you know it's not for everyone, but for some people like myself, it, it works really well and I apply it and I'm able to uh, teach it, which is another kind of chapter of mine. I've been teaching, uh, I've been an acting coach uh, on Strata Compton and most recently uh, Fast and Furious 8. So it's, it's been pretty cool. Now when you when you are doing a transition as an acting coach, do you find that it, it helps you as well as an actor? You discover 100%. things when you're working with somebody that maybe something that, yeah, because that will help you out. 100% because you're in it, you know. It's not like you're you're definitely assessing the person who you're training. But all of those things are, are things that – it's like being in the gym, you know. Um, if you're weight training with somebody, I'm not – the. it helps to be in the gym um, – lifting and showing them how to do it properly and you're getting a workout when you're in there as well. So a lot of it, a lot of learning about Meisner is in the exercise and, and actually doing it because it, it's about 
being in the moment and and actually doing things in a scene. So if you're actually um, <clears throat> writing something in a scene, you should you should actually be writing it. You should not be pretending to write it. You know. Right. So give so give us an example of of the difference between pretending something and being in something. Well, any time that you have an opportunity to do something on on in a scene or on stage, you should do it. You should, you know, a lot of a lot of the the basis of Meisner is having an activity to do in a scene. So if you're, um, you know, you can pick. I had a young man in a scene that I stopped in and I was I was speaking at and he was supposed to be um writing an assessment for a client that was coming in. And he knows what he says to the client later on in the scene because he refers to the note. He says, Let me see right. here. Uh your mom told me that you're nervous when you're in a crowd or and at, at the very beginning of that scene, he's writing, he's supposed to be writing those things down, right? And yeah. so at the beginning of the scene, before the partner comes in the scene, he should be writing those things down. Mother says that the child is nervous in a crowd. You know what I mean? He should really be right. doing that. So that when he comes back later on in the scene and he's reiterating what she said, he's actually reading what he wrote. Mm. He's not pretend, yeah. he's not pretending even though he knows the lines he's not pretending to to read it he's actually reading what's on the page right um if you're in a scene and you're peeling an orange you're you're really peeling the orange right if you right. If, if the scene starts out and you have a bag full of cuties which are little small oranges and you have to you have to peel those cuties and by the time your partner comes in the scene, uh, by the end of the scene, the partner eats three oranges. Well, you got to peel the oranges at the beginning. You're not really right. pretending to peel them. You're peeling them. And, and while you're peeling them, the, the partner comes in and they, they start talking and you have the scene and the scene takes place. And so by the time you get to the point where um, she says, I can't believe how delicious these oranges are. She has to be eating the orange by that time. So right. it's important to really do what you're doing because that takes the attention off. It takes the nerves out of you not knowing what your line is. Um, it takes it, all you're not paying attention to what you're supposed to say. Right. You remember your line as an actor too. To free you, to free you in the scene, so you're not bound by the script. You just you know it already. You've already learned your right. lines, and you get to you you show up on stage or you show up on set, and you you're free to to actually interact and be in the scene because you know what you're saying and you know what you're doing. And 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 you don't say it and do it the same way every time. So you don't remember your lines a certain way, you know, because right. the intention may change in the scene. 
you may you you may you may not say the line what the hell are you doing here with anger you may have a smile on your face by the time you say what the hell are you doing here <laughs> ba- based based on what the your partner is giving you so it's different you, you know what i mean it's different right the text is there as a guide for you and then you're really affected in the moment by what's affecting you and you're really doing what you're doing in the scene and so that's when you see great acting, when you see people bring life to a character and then you laugh at what they do and, they, and, and w- w- how free they are, they are in their bodies because they're not bound by the script or by dialogue mm. or by, circum- by circumstance. They're just, they're just being, you know. Philip Seymour Hoffman was great, right? He was, I think we all can agree he was a great right. actor. So he was so different. Um, Robin Williams is so different in every role, and he's so is so much of himself, but he's so crazy and and available. That's that's the word. He's so he allows himself to be available hmm. and free in the, in the moment. Well, I would I would say because you're on the show and people are are tuning in that your performance in Straight Outta Compton was the same way. Right, you come in there and you do your work, and it's great. How did you get into that part from Straight Outta Compton? Well, what did you draw I've been from? Working. Uh, well, the, you rely on the training, of course, but I've I've had the <laughs> this pleasure of being in that circumstance on the other side. Uh, mm. I've been pulled over by LAPD um, in Los Angeles uh, and and harassed. Um, so I know what that feels like. I know what that is. I'm from Chicago. I've been thrown in the back of of a you know police uh, van and roughed up for nothing. So the the circumstance wow. is not foreign um, to me. And and then the director F. Gary Gray, who I've been working with for you know over five years, and I worked on the film over for four years. Um, he allowed us to really have a bit of improv in the scene and and go with the moment, which those moments were real moments. Some of that, uh, you know, mo- most of that stuff was not scripted in, in the scene. When you see all that tension and you see the banter back and forth with myself and, and Paul Giamatti, Jason Mitchell, and Aldous Hodge, and there's real tension there. There's real, some of the stuff right. that we said, it's stuff that you hear in those moments, and uh, and uh, most of us, I'm not sure about Paul Giamatti, but all the other young black men in that scene, we've been in those scenarios before. So it is it, it is a very tense situation, you know. It's a life or death situation, quite frankly. And so you have to just raise the stakes, you know. It's it's like improv, like they tell you what the scenario is, and you go. And if you really believe that it's happening and you really believe that your life is in danger and you really believe that you hate, as a black cop, you hate young black men because you think that they make you look bad, then you really allow the moment to take over Mm. and dictate what you're going to say and how you're going to be. So that was the fun part for me, was to have the moment of improv that the director, you know, allowed to happen and he was very um 
you know, not all directors have the, the, the insight to, to say this scene needs this. So we'll let you guys play and we'll see how it, what comes of it. So he was very much uh, in the zone in that regard and kudos to him for, for crafting a very, you know, intense uh, and emotional scene for us to play. Right. Has there has there ever been any part in your acting career where when you were offered it, whether stage or screen, it doesn't really matter, where you were telling yourself, how am I going to do this? <laughs> right? Like, yes. Was there anything that scared you and then just you did it? Well, the very first main stage play that I was cast in in, in college at Northern Illinois was um, – it's called A Raisin in the Sun, and it's a, yeah. a, a play. I play Walter Lee, um, who is the wow. lead. He was in his 30s, living at home with his mom, married with children, and he had all kinds of financial problems. Uh, and at the time, I was 19 years old, and I had none of those life experiences, and I didn't really know where to draw from, and I was thought I was going to be lost. And so uh, I... I I was I auditioned for the role. I didn't know I was going to get it. I got it, and then I was like, you know, uh-oh. <laughs> I got to get ready. <laughs> yeah. So at the time, you know, a professional actress was, was brought in from Chicago to play my mom. So I thought I was a little over my head, but I had no choice but to dive into the role and to really try to get as immersed in this character as possible and understand what it would be like to be that kind of person at that age with those problems. Uh, everything else after that, kind of in my professional career, I've taken head on. Um, and I haven't really been intimidated by any one role uh, because I feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty equipped to deal with uh, um, whatever, whatever comes in my way, quite frankly. Right. What inspires you? Um, other, other, other actors, other, other artists, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for a good performance for, for, you know, things that provoke emotion. Um, right now what's going on in the country in terms of what, uh, what's happening with, uh, young black youth in America with law enforcement um, and people taking action, um, all those things. I mean, it's very reminiscent of the civil rights movement and what black people were going through during that time. And so people who speak out about against injustice and, and inequality. And so all these things that are happening right now around the world are things that are, um, inspiring and, uh, you know, completely, you know, they're emotion driven people, people, the things that are happening with the election, people are really, the world is really kind of taking a shift. So I'm inspired by, by art, quite frankly. Um, I mean, you're just not an actor, you're a writer, correct, and a producer? I'm, I've, I've 
I'm an actor, producer, and a director. I'm doing a little bit of writing. I don't, I don't really claim to be a writer because I respect the craft and I know how many years and how it's like, you know, it's like people claiming to be an actor and never, never really pursued it or done any professional work <laughs> acting. I've, I've never, <laughs> I've never written a script. I, I can write. I've, I've done some treatments and, but I'm not a I'm not a screenwriter. That is a right. that is a specialty. That is a um, I can write. I can punch up dialogue. I've been doing some. I've been in the writing room on on certain uh, this project for Apple that we're doing, and so um, I'm not a writer yet. Uh, I'm, I've been doing some directing, so I can say that I'm a director and I'm an actor and a producer. So um, I leave the writing to the professionals for now. Is there is there anything like a part that you would love to play that hasn't been like you read a biography or you read a novel or something where you just went, God, this would be a great part to play? Um, well, there's a project that we're working on right now um, about the MOVE members from Philadelphia. Um, and it was, you know, it's all kinds of tragedies and um corruption and uh so th- i'm 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 motivated to tell that story um as a producer and as an actor being a part of the ensemble of that story uh is 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 great and promising um there's no one particular guy or like you know biopic or but i think the story of the move members with what happened in Philadelphia in 85, which they just released an article actually on NPR recently, this last few days about it. Um, that's a story that needs to be told. I mean, right. the, the city dropped, dropped a bomb on their own residence in, in Philadelphia and killed 11 people, innocent people. And the neighborhood still is shell shocked and uh, boarded up. And that happened in America. Wow. Philadelphia Wilson, Wilson Good, and the ex-racist mayor of Philadelphia, Frank Rizzo. So that's the story that needs to be told. I want to be a part of it. I would love to be um, in it as well. We're in the process of of developing that that project right now. So that's that's something that has that I'm very passionate about in terms of being in as an actor and also producing. Um, but I'm wow. working on a project um, currently, which is going to be pretty thought-provoking, which um, I can't really talk a lot about. Yeah, you'll, you'll, see, you'll see that soon. So that that's kind of what I'm I love it. about. Yeah. I, have a, I have a question I ask all my guests, and so I'll ask you as well. If yeah. you, if you, any at five years old, was standing next to you right now, what would you tell yourself? Uh, I would say you have made it pretty far. I'm proud of you. Um, I think you have a lot of people to thank for uh, what you've accomplished and where you're at. Um, I'm glad that you still uh, are a God-fearing man and a Christian and um you got you got a long way to go, but I'm proud of you. Beautiful. 
before I before I let you go, do you have anything that you want to say to the listeners that you have anything else going on that that we can keep our eyes and ears open for? There's a scripted series from Apple that I'm involved in um, with Dr. Dre, uh, the world famous Dr. Dre from Beats by yeah. Dre and NWA. Um, very excited about that project, so that's coming up. Keep an eye out for that. Um, and just to stay tuned to this fabulous program, I'm proud of you, David, with uh, what you're doing and inspiring people and touching people. And you know, there are a lot of things you could be doing with your time, uh, giving back and in, and inspiring and encourage people. That's very noble, and uh, I'm proud of you for doing it, and I'm glad to be a part of it. So that's it. Thank you. Well, Amy Clemens, you're just an all-around good man. Thank you for coming on the line. We appreciate you, and you have Thank a great you, time. And a great. I know that you're leaving soon, so have a great, safe trip with your lovely wife, and um, we will Thank see you me. when you get back. So God bless you both. God bless you guys. Keep roaring, and uh, I'll talk to you later. Sounds good, man. Have a blessed day. All right. Thanks, you too. That was Any Clemens joining us here. If you haven't seen the movie, you can see Straight Outta Compton. You can rent that. He's awesome in it. Uh, join us next week. Actually, join us tomorrow. We'll be talking to some uh, wonderful people that have founded a camp called Camp Super Duper. That show's on tomorrow at noon. As always, God bless. Peace and many blessings to each and every one of you. And have a wonderful, wonderful day. <laughs>